Awesome. Thanks, Peter. Well done, brother. He's such a good man. Oh, I just tore the thing right off my clip. So the clip is remaining. We shall overcome. Hang on. <laughs> there we go. Well, we've been talking about uh, Jesus Christ being the, uh, you know, really essential church and what that means and, um, and uh, really the foundation of our entire faith, church, we need to grasp comes through our relationship with Jesus Christ. That everything that you and I have, everything in our lives comes because of what Christ has finished for us. That we've been invited into the kingdom of God, this kingdom of incredible life with God under God's rule and authority. You've been given uh, access to his family. You become adopted into the family of God, which is another incredible truth that we build our lives upon. That God, Jesus is my brother. God is my father. You're my brothers and sisters. We love that. Uh, we've been given the favor of God. We've been given the blessings of God that uh, we're, you know, when God looks at us, it's like he's seeing Jesus. I want you to understand that that's literally how God sees you. When you have asked Christ to come into your life and dwell within you by the power of the Holy Spirit, that's how God now views you. That's why it says in the Bible that he has made you perfect through one sacrifice and now you're still being made holy. There's things that are being changed in you, but the way heaven sees you, positionally you're perfected, experientially you're still growing and maturing. Amen? You're still going. And uh, obviously God calls us then to share the good news with this world that the kingdom's open, the family's open, come on in. And how many of you know in this world today, man, did people need the message of the goodness and the grace of God and the love of the Father? And uh, you and I are called in the midst of this, to live as overcomers. Jesus uh, says in 1 John, the Apostle John says, My dear children, you are from God and you have overcome the agents of evil in this world because the one who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. Again, John says, You see, every child of God has overcome the world for our faith is in the glorious power that triumphs over this world. And that word overcomes is the word nikeo, and uh, it's where we get the word Nike from. Do you know that Nike, that's what it means, more than a conqueror, or an overcomer, and uh, we, more than the victory, gaining the victory. So Nike is kind of a, a well-named uh, thing to understand, but you understand something, church, that you, the Bible actually says you are hooper nikeo, which means that you are you are more than an overcomer. You are like Superman. This is what this is, Superwoman. This is what God is saying, that the church of Jesus Christ is Hooper Nikhail. And uh, we're more than conquerors. What are we overcoming? How do we overcome? And we're going to discover that we overcome this world through our relationship with Jesus Christ. And as we live in submission to his word, listen to me, submission does not bring loss in the kingdom of God, it only brings gain. It brings victory. When we lay down our right to walk with God, we live in incredible victory over ourselves and over this world. I'm going to be jumping into some things today, and I'm going to ask you to be patient with me. I'm going to ask you to keep, uh, stay tuned with me. I'm probably going to offend some of you today. Um, 
the good news is you can just forgive me and go to the cross and uh, get over it. And uh, amen. So hallelujah. But I'm going to try to gracefully take us on a journey as we look at the book of Revelation. I'm going to pray first because I need God's help and I know we're all going to need God's help. Holy Spirit, come now. We pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to know you better, to know the hope that you've called us to, to know the glorious inheritance that is ours in Christ Jesus, and to know the incomparably great power for us who believe, the power of the resurrection. Holy Spirit, give us eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to receive and respond to you in faith, and to know that you have called us to the victory to live as overcomers in this world, in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Actually, I don't think I'm going to offend you, because you're all mature, amazing overcomers. So let's just go through this now. Revelation chapter 12. I'm going to read this entire passage, and then we're going to pick it apart a bit. It says, now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. They triumphed over, or they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and all who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea because the devil has gone down to you he is filled with fury because he knows that his time is short. Well, this text starts off and it tells us that you and I have been given this incredible authority in Christ. And I want you to grasp how powerful you actually are as believers in this world today. Our power, our dominion, our authority comes as we abide in our relationship with Christ. I don't know if you caught that at the beginning of this text. It said, I heard a loud voice in heaven say, now, in the ever-present moment that we are in, have come the salvation and power and kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. Woo, that's some good words. That word salvation, uh, that just means deliverance from, from things in this life that come. It means uh, health and safety and blessing, both physically, morally, uh, emotionally. You know, I don't know about you, but there are things in my life that I need to overcome. And God is saying that power is there, that salvation is there. That word power is the word dunamis, where we get our word dynamite from. It means miraculous power, ability, abundant, mighty strength. And the kingdom of our God has come. This is the position, the throne of authority comes and Jesus is saying, hallelujah, you know what, there's real power here, this is the real realm of power and authority, and that word authority is basically telling us that we have privilege, we have force, we have capacity, we have competency, we have delegated influence coming from within the kingdom of God, as long as we are abiding in the kingdom of God, these things are real. It's powerful. That's why Jesus said, when he came to us in Matthew 28, all authority and heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, and I am with you always. I shortened that verse right to the end of the age. Luke 22, now I confer on you, Jesus is speaking, 
He's just washed his disciples' feet. I confer on you the royal authority that my father conferred on me as, and as you come into the kingdom of God and take up the responsibilities amongst the congregations of God's people. Church, this, real, this is a real kingdom. It's got real power. It's got real authority. But I want you to understand something. It's not an external kingdom. It's an internal kingdom. It's a kingdom within this kingdom. And, and, and you must grasp this because you and I need to grasp that we don't, you know, I, I love this reality and I want you to hear me and hear me very carefully. We're living in a world today, everybody has an opinion and everybody wants to change the world, but nobody wants to change themselves. And they don't realize that the kingdom power that God is speaking of, this life that Christ is speaking of, he's saying, I will transform this world one soul at a time from the inside out, and the whole world is pushing us to go from the outside in. The kingdom of God does not operate that way, and that's why... (laughs) 2 Corinthians tells us our weapons that we fight with are not weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have power to demolish divine strongholds. We demolish arguments and pretensions that set up themselves against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought, and we make it obedient to Christ. See, because I'm in Christ, and you're in Christ, and we're in the kingdom, I want you to understand you're in a war that the devil is constantly trying to draw you as a believer outside of the kingdom of God and to fight him in his realm. And when we do that, I'm going to tell you that's where we get kicked down sometimes. It's critical for us to grasp that we abide in the kingdom of God and we overcome the devil Because, listen to me, church, our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's not. It's against the principalities, the rulers, and authorities of the spirit realm. And as long as I am in Christ, I'm telling you, I am untouchable. And this is the call of God to us and to the church right now. But I want you to grasp something, (laughs) Listen to how the devil works. And this was the very end of our text. I'm going to bring it up again and I'm going to explain it just so we can understand. It says, therefore rejoice you heavens and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and to the sea because the devil has gone down to you and he is filled with fury because he knows that his time is short. Do you, church, listen to me. Where, where do you dwell? Where do you live? Where do you abide? You say, well, I abide on earth. But hang on for a moment. You're actually seated with Christ, the Bible says, in heavenly places. Now, do you understand the Lord's Prayer? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it already is in heaven. And we're saying to the Father, we're saying, God, you dwell in heaven. And I I think we've got this wrong picture. We think what that's saying is we're looking up to some ethereal place in the sky. Oh, God, you're somewhere in the heavens, and, and we pray to you now. That's not what this is saying. What this is saying is that there is a kingdom that is so close to you, so present, the ever present reality of God. The heavens are the atmosphere in which we live. God is right there, and he's saying you can access this kingdom even while you're in this world. 
That's why we pray, oh God, help us. Oh God, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. For we know that we call upon you. You, as you pray the Lord's Prayer, are declaring, I am one of these people at the very beginning of this verse that said, Rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them. Aren't you glad you dwell in the heavens? Aren't you glad you dwell with the King of kings and and the Lord of lords, the King of all glory? Why? Because the opposite is you can try to live your life and live your life as if you're only earthbound. And what happens then? Woe to the earth and to the sea. Because the devil's gone down to you and he is filled with fury because he knows that his time is short. And so you and I are to cry out to God and to fight this fight from a perspective that we are seated with Christ. We're in the heavenly realms. There is great power, great authority. There is hooper nikeo. There is an awesome overcoming power that rests upon those who abide in the kingdom of God. And the temptation of the enemy is to pull us out of the kingdom and to have us fight him in his realm. This is the temptation. I can tell you, you cannot fight this world. You cannot fight yourself. You cannot fight one another. You cannot fight the government from a position of this world. You can't. You can only fight it from the position of the kingdom of God. And if I do that, I will overcome every single time. Now let me jump out of my message for a minute and I want to talk about what's going on in the world today and COVID and these different things. Let me just be honest with you, okay? Um, We're all losing it over COVID. Is anybody not losing it over COVID? Anybody else? Like, am I the only one that's like, this is crazy. What is going on in the world today? Anybody else would... Maybe I'm alone, but I'm going to just tell you what I think, okay? So, you know, we're, we're living in this time. We're all going through this. We, and everybody has an opinion, church. <laughs> everybody has an opinion right now. And everybody wants you to listen to their opinion, and I get that. I get it all the time. Guys, church, listen to me. I'm not exaggerating. At least six one-hour videos are sent to me every single week. Every week they're sent to me. And then there are questions that come afterwards. Pastor, did you watch the video? And I say, I, I, I don't watch the videos. What kind of shepherd are you? How can you not watch the videos? Do you understand that half of the videos are uh, condemning everything that's happening in the world and half of the el- videos are celebrating everything that's happening in the world? And both of them have experts. <laughs> And then, and then I'm being asked, listen to me as your pastor, I'm being asked, you need to take a position, pastor. So I thought about that for quite a while. What position am I going to take? <laughs> Church, listen to me. And, and follow me, don't, don't get offended, don't, don't log off yet. Hang in there, just, just hang in there. When I live in fury and in accusation, I'm actually putting on the devil's clothing. That's what this text is telling you. And I get it. There are things I'm furious about, guys. 
There's things that I don't agree with, I don't like. And but when I try to take them on in, 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 when I try to take them on in the world, are you following what I'm saying? I suddenly clothe myself in the devil's clothing. And I lose my peace, I lose my joy, and I'm going and I'm flailing and I'm fighting, and I'm like, what is wrong, God? And it's only when I step back into the kingdom of God and say, okay, God, you sit on the throne. You're exalted above this. How do I live and abide in the kingdom of God so that I can have real authority and real power in this hour? Listen, church, if you're living in fear right now, you are not abiding in the kingdom of God. You've not been given a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Amen? But if you're living in fury, you are not abiding in the kingdom of God. I just offended both camps. This is awesome, Pastor. Where are you going to be next week? I don't know, but we'll see. I've told you this so many times, guys, and it's just the greatest truth to me. For every mile of road, there are two miles of ditch. And you can live in one extreme or the other, but God says, I live here. Stay on the road with Christ. Here we go. <laughs> you know, I'm going to tell you a little secret about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God works at any time in history. The kingdom of God worked under Mao Zedong. The kingdom of God worked under Hitler. The kingdom of God works in COVID. The kingdom cannot be overcome. And we need to understand, we need to take a position and stand with God and live out from the authority that is his in the kingdom. And you're saying, Pastor, what are you saying? You know, you know, I'm not dealing tritely. Listen to me. I understand. I understand both sides of the equation, guys. I understand the things. I understand the things that are being said. I understand the questions that are being thrown at this world right now. I get it. But as your pastor, I'm telling you, there's not a place to abide and stand in this world and fight. But how do we fight in the kingdom of God? Because submission to Christ in his word does not mean indecision or inactivity but it means my actions and my reactions are shaped by his opinion and word on any and every situation. That's what it means. See, the devil wants to draw me out of my position in Christ and he has, wants me to fight from a worldly position. You say, well, pastor, what does that mean? You know, you can, you can do so many things <laughs> in your actions. You can have a rally. You can communicate with your, those in, in authority. You can pray for them. You can fast. Don't tell me to pray, Pastor. I'm just telling you what the kingdom of God says. You know, I'm going to tell you, um, I just say, how many have you sent an email to Jason Kenny and say, thank you. Thank you that you've stood in this hour. Thank you that we're the freest province in Canada. Thank you that you have taken the uh, frontal face beating of a, as a leader. I, I lead a church of 500 people and I get these emails. Can you imagine a guy that's leading a, a community of two point some million people? It's furious what's coming at him right now. You know, we were all the church and we were all singing Hosanna. Hosanna, blessed is the name of the Lord when Jason Kenney got elected. Hallelujah. Why? Because we came out from, you know, more or less freedom government 
right? We're all like, hallelujah, this is great. Now we're the same people that are shouting, crucify, crucify, a week later. A guest speaker will be here. This, I'm just thinking of me as a guest speaker this week. I'm just a guest speaker. The real Pastor Greg will be back later. I'm just saying, man, oh man, send him an email and say, dude, I know, I, you can tell him, you can be honest. Man, I'm struggling with how you're dealing with this, but I'm sure thankful you've done A, B, C, D, E. But man, it would be nice if you did F and G now. <laughs> Amen. Just leave that alone. There's things that pastors say that they think, I'll rewind that, say that again. <laughs> Shouldn't have ended the alphabet under F. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Oh, that reminds me of a story that I can't share. But anyway, here we go. <laughs> My niece, I got to share this story now. Sorry. She comes home and she says, mom, her mom says, what did you learn at school today, in the Christian school? And she says, we learned the F word today. And her mom's like, what? What do you mean? The F word, mom. F-O-X. Fox. The F word. Anyway, moving right along. Revelations 12. Listen to me, church. <laughs> For the accusers of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. You know, I'm free in Christ, though the devil's been thrown down to earth, but I'm, I'm, I'm in the finished work of Christ. I'm in the finished work of Jesus. He can't touch me. If I abide in the finished work of Jesus, the devil cannot put his stuff on me. Isn't that good? You see, the devil's been hurled down. He no longer accuses us before God because of the finished work of Christ. So then what does he do? He accuses us to ourselves. He's hurled down, church. He's still here. So what is he doing? He's changed his accusation. He can't, he can't accuse you to God. He can't accuse you as a sinner. He can't accuse you. Why? Because you've been made perfect in Christ. This is done. This is finished. So now he starts to accuse you to you, and he tries to condemn you. You dirty, rotten failure of a sinner. You dirty, rotten this. You dirty, you're falling short. You're this. And I don't know about you, but sometimes that, that condemnation, that voice comes against me, and it's so heavy, and you're like, oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. But you know what the power is? If I go back to the kingdom and say, God, thank you that even though I'm a dirty, rotten sinner, even though I fail and I fall down, God, thank you that when I come to you, you forgive my sin and you cleanse me from all unrighteousness. There is now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the power of the law of the spirit of life has set me free. Devil, you're a liar. Woo! Or, or he gets me into pride. I don't know about you, but sometimes I move from condemnation to pride. And pride says, do it yourself. God isn't helping anyway. Just do it yourself. Anybody ever tried to do it yourself? It don't work good. <laughs> So the devil's got us, guys, and he's got us trying to go. And this is why we pray, God, Father, lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from the evil one. We can't fight the devil in his system, but we can fight him from the position of who we are in Christ. Yes. Hallelujah. Well, the devil accuses us about us and to us and about others, us and others. You see, we're image bearers. We bear the image of God, but that image is still marred. It's being recreated in the image of Christ. And so often I look at you and you look at me and we point fingers. 
man, you're still, you're still so broken, Pastor Greg. Why don't you get it, man? I know, it's pathetic. I, I can't believe God picked me as your pastor. I would have picked somebody way more qualified than me. But you can't look at me <laughs> that way. I can't look at you that way. We regard no one from a worldly point of view, the Bible says. Amen. Though we once regarded Christ in that way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. <sighs> I'm a new creation. You are a new creation. You're created in the image of God. You're an image bearer. I see you that way. Because here's the thing, church. Listen to me very carefully. This is, this is the crux of my message today. Ready? Here it is. When I live in judgment of you and accusation, I actually take up Satan's work. I become an accuser of the brethren rather than an advocate for them. You are called to advocate, church, for one another. And you're called to advocate for this world. That's your job. Do you know the word advocate is very interesting because the word advocate actually refers to Jesus and it refers to the Holy Spirit. The word is paraclete, parakletos, and it means one who stands beside you strong to defend you. It's where we get our name for paralegal or attorney. Do you know that you have an attorney in heaven who's seated at the right hand of the Father? His name is Jesus. And how many of you know you have an attorney who lives in you called the Holy Spirit? And he is constantly defending you. He is constantly advocating for you. He's constantly telling you to turn your eyes to God. Turn your eyes to the kingdom. Don't try to fight from this world's perspective, but fight with God. Fight together with him. He's for you and not against you. Constantly calling us to turn our eyes and advocating for us. And he's saying to the church, church, please advocate for this world. Cry out to me for them. Pray for your leaders. Call them to the hope that I have for them. See, the Bible says, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only that which is useful for building others up according to their need. The devil accuses you, then he tries to get you to accuse others. And here's the third thing the devil does. He accuses God. He accuses God and he says he uh, is trying to keep something from you and he's not faithful to his word. This is what he constantly does. God's not good and he's keeping something from you. You see, here's the thing. The devil's voice sounds like this. God has had time to deal with this pandemic. He must be weak or ignorant. He must be indifferent and uncaring. Therefore, you should take matters into your own hands. We're asking the wrong question, church. See, the right question is, what is God doing in the midst of all that's happening in this world? That's the question you need to ask. You see, we're in the last moments of history. I believe that. This is it. And so, what's God's primary concern? That as many people as possible can be rescued from the kingdom of darkness and brought into the kingdom of light. That's it. That's what God is concerned about. 
And so he said this in Hebrews 12, uh, anything that can be shaken is being shaken in these last days. But there's one thing that will remain after everything is shaken down to nothing, the kingdom of God. For we live in an unshakable kingdom. This is what we don't grasp, church. We want to maintain our life and our lifestyle. And God's like, if I have to shake it all apart, I will shake it apart. Because what's more important to me is that people come to know me and come to salvation. And until this world comes to the understanding, they will not overcome this pandemic or fake pandemic or whatever in their own strength. They cannot do it. They can't. And I'm going to keep shake, 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 shake. I don't know about you, but I want to be in the unshakable kingdom when everything around me is shaking. And I want my neighbors looking at me, which they are. And I had a 45-minute conversation with my neighbor over the fence yesterday. There's hope. There's a kingdom that cannot be shaken. There's a place where you can come. There's an ark in the midst of the storm. His name is Jesus. Amen? So what's the testimony of us overcomers? They triumphed over him. They've overcome him. That word triumph is just the word overcome. Hooper Nikeo, Nikeo, sorry. By the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, they did not shrink back from their lives and from, the, from death. Hallelujah. See, church, listen to me. In the midst of the devil's accusations, there are God's declarations. What our Father says to be true about us and about others. This is where you stand. This is where you abide. This is what you and I need to do. We speak in faith language. We see the unseen and we declare it so that it becomes seen. This is how it works. <laughs> see, God speaks all kinds of things, guys. He says to you, about you, I am complete in him who is the head and rule over all authority in Colossians 2.10. I'm alive with Christ, Ephesians 2.5. I'm born of God and the evil one cannot touch me, 1 John 5.18. I have the mind of Christ, 1 Corinthians 2.16. Hallelujah. I have peace with God that surpasses understanding, even in the midst of anxiety and fear and when everything is pressing against me. In Philippians uh, chapter 4, verse 2, God is with me, God is for me, and I can overcome. I bring those things to him, and I'm a more than a conqueror. Amen. I love this one. Hallelujah. Let me close with this one here. Romans 5.17 says this, I have received abundant grace and the gift of righteousness and reign in life through Jesus Christ. This is who you are, church. This is whose you are. We can't fight from the world's perspective, church. We cannot do it. You are stepping into the enemy's territory and you're uncovering yourself. But you can stand in Christ and abide in him, and man, can you tear down the enemy's strongholds. Man, can you tear things apart. Man, can you build things up. I'm going to tell you, your premier needs your prayers, and he needs your encouragement, and he needs to hear where you think he's doing things wrong. But you can do it in such a way that honors who he is. Amen? So, you know, you can do that when you leave this place. Fight from a position of being seated in Christ. 
The band's going to come back. I got more to say, but we'll stop. Come next week and I'll keep talking. Church, you have a kingdom that abides and overcomes in any situation throughout history. It has done that. It may not do what you want it to do sometimes, but understand the precision that Christ has put us in. This song we're about to sing, which you sang earlier, it's a beautiful song. But you know there was a shooting in the state several years ago, and they came back into the church, and several people were killed in that church. And I'm just going to be graphic for a moment. The blood stains of the people that were, died in that church that week were all over the carpet, and they had to tear the carpets out. the church came back and they sang this song they sang this song we shall overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony because we don't live in the kingdoms of this world we live in the kingdom of God amen my highest and greatest calling is to keep you on the road of life. To keep you from falling into any extremes that bring damage or hurt you. My desperate prayer for this church is that when I stand before God, I say, Lord, I brought as many of them as I could. I did what I could, Lord, to speak your truth in love, to call us to the path of victory and power in Christ. Amen? Church, the shaking's not done. You need to hear that. But there's a place where you can live and you can find victory. Amen? Let's give the Lord a hand clap today. Amen. Hallelujah.